Hello, and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, and I'll be your editor for this game. In this game run by Cody, we made one-shot characters who are all part of a monster-hunting sect of the Order of Desna, and have some kind of past trauma that defines or hinders them. The players are Britt as Cory, a cleric, Michaela as Sandara, a ranger, Alex as Dwin, a wizard, and myself as Red, a monk. We hope you all enjoy The Nightmare of Daymore. So, uh, you've all been on the road for about a week now. Uh, as you crest the hill, a small village comes into view. The village of Daymore, a quaint town of about six shops and homes branching out from a central church. Your compatriot was last seen here. He didn't report back to HQ. It's been about five days, and this was the last place he was heard from. As you make it into the town, the sky starts turning orange as the sun sets, and you notice a sign on the only road leading in that reads, All doors barred after after sundown. The party makes it to town just as the sky begins to turn orange with the sunset, and notice a sign off the only road into town that says, All doors barred after sundown. Beware of wolves. Uh, yeah, no, y'all walked into town. Uh, this far out, it's hard to hire a carriage. Uh, it's a pretty secluded village, so you would have taken a carriage most of the way, but you didn't get all the way there. Okay, so it's it's evening, we're, we're walking into town. It's like the one road that got runs through town, basically. Yeah, like, it's the one road that runs through town. You've got buildings on either side, and, like, at the end of the road is the church steeple. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, y'all are at the edge of the town. Uh, notable buildings that you see are uh, Pena's Lost and Found, uh, Faraday's General Goods, the Frog Swallow Tavern, uh, those are the signs that you can kind of read from this far out. Uh, but what would y'all like to do? Or rather, would you like to introduce your characters? Kind of, uh, not elderly, but middle-aged dwarf, um, walks with, the um, he's reddish beard, reddish hair that's thin on top a little bit. Um, kind of a speckle with it going a little gray silver in spots. Um, he's dressed nothing too particularly noticeable. Um, just normal traveler's clothes, um, certainly prepared for various weather and stuff. Um, probably most notable about him is the, uh, the three, three notable books hanging on, on, uh, uh like, not chain, but um, like lanyard. So they're slung from his shoulder by the spots. Uh, um, and he he walks along, with kind of a staff, a walking stick of of sorts. Um, kind of looking around furtively as as we walk into town, taking 
everything in. So, and I'm Max, by the way. Uh, oh, and his name is Gwyn uh, Grunspitz. Okay, uh, so walking next to Dwin is uh, Red. He's an uh, average height human with uh, uh, with uh, w- with blonde hair that is going a little bit white on some some spaces. He's got like a like a trimmed goatee that uh, has uh, a little bit of like like uh like a little bit of like streaks of like white like just kind of like stress marks essentially on him uh but despite his uh getting up in age for for a human he walks uh, a little bit chipper he is not necessarily muscular but he is lithe and like kind of uh well built he is wearing what is essentially like just very comfortable traveling clothes nothing fancy but it's very roomy and kind of lets him move around uh he has a pack with some gear in it on him uh and notably a uh, a pair of hand wraps around both of his uh around both of his fists uh and as that Red kind of like comes into town. Uh, he's just going to look and look over to the rest of the party and be like, "All right, then, chums. It looks like this is the place we're supposed to be." Following or walking along with Dwin and Red is a fairly young-looking gnome wearing what appears to be a clerical-look-looking robes. Or um, a robe underneath some chainmail with a little bit of um, other armaments. She's got short brown hair, little pointed ears, blue eyes, carrying a scimitar and a shield. Her name is Cory Windspring. And she just kind of nods along as she uh, uh, walks with the other t- uh, with the rest of the group. Uh, Brendan, what what was the last thing you had him say, like the wording you said? Well, chums, it looks like this is the place. All right, then Corey will just kind of nod along and she'll be like, yeah, this looks like the place. Then bringing up the tail end of the party would be Cindera Buckle, the halfling who has her hair all pushed up in a bun uh, with two little braids by her ears, a red and gold headband. She's going to be wearing some studded leather armor um, and gloves. And you can tell she works hard and has kind of a grizzled look about her. Um, with very easy moving, flowing clothes and her backpack. And she's trying to keep up with the rest of her group, the group with her little legs and she'll catch up and just kind of give them a thumbs up. We're a bunch of short legged little people, aren't we? We've got like a gnome, a halfling and a dwarf. And then there's me. And then there's you being a problem as always with your. Your long legs. 
towering above everyone. I, I choose to believe that while that Red's walking with everyone, he just kind of like takes like half steps and you just like everyone's just like, why do you keep doing that? It's like, well, if I didn't, then I would get a far ahead of you just walking normally. As you get closer into town, uh, it seems like your normal quiet town. Uh, you are close enough to notice boards on the doors of the church, though, which seem off to you. Uh, where? What would you all like to do first? Do we want to get situated? See if there's a. Uh... Like, I don't know if there's like an inn or a tavern or whatever. Maybe we can gather some info, put down some some traveling stuff for, for the night before we start investigating. I was actually going to ask, I think that I missed it in the in the initial description. Um, what time is it? Uh, the sun is like it's the beginning of sundown. OK. So, like, the sun's still in the sky, The it's, like, right when the sky starts to turn the bright orange. I.e., y'all have enough time for about a scene before uh, doors get locked. So, is there kind of a, a tavern in something like that? Or is this, like, even smaller than that sort of town? Yeah, there is a uh, decent-sized tavern. It's called the Frog Swallow Inn. Frog swallow in. Cool. Uh, uh, as y'all approach, you can you smell the familiar smell of cooking meat uh, with seasoning, which y'all haven't had for a little while because you've been using road rations. How long have we been on the road? About three days. Okay. Just long enough to miss real food. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You hear a jaunty tune, lots of merrymaking inside. And as you enter, it's as you would expect a... Uh, to look. Uh, there is a... Around a soul fire pit type deal. A bar along one wall stairs leading up to the... Uh, in rooms on the other. Uh, waiters and waitresses weaving in and out of patrons carrying of tankards. Uh, Brendan, roll me a will save, please. Okay. This is starting off interesting. I didn't know you had an alcohol addiction. Damn. Just like resisting the urge to go go get smashed. Uh, that's a 20, 10 plus 10. You're safe for now. Uh, yeah, so you see, like, over in one of the corners is a very lively bunch of guys that are causing a ruckus. They look to be, uh, soldiers of some sort, if not, like, career Maybe like minute men that are in the area. Uh, Dwin walks up to the uh bar or yes, like a, a bartender or innkeeper, so, someone like that that seems to be around and available to kind of hit up to chat. 
Yeah, there is a uh, half-elf man behind the bar. Uh, he's cleaning glasses. Hey, a fresh face. What can I get you? Ah, just a mug of ale. Uh, you guys have rooms for it? Uh, let's see. Uh, he kind of ducks down under the bar and you hear clinking as he like counts keys. Uh, looks like we have three rooms left available tonight. Uh, Dwin kind of looks around to the others. Uh, like I don't know how you want to split this, but hey, anyone want to bunk up? I mean, I don't mind sharing a room with someone else. You said, uh, did they say that there was, it was rooms with two beds in each, or I think I missed what? No, we didn't get that. I just asked if there were rooms. He said there were three. Okay. There were three rooms. Gotcha. So I have no idea the actual bed situation. Well. Oh, if you want beds in your rooms, it's going to cost extra. Don't worry. I got a bed roll. No bed needed. I was going to say, I also have a bed roll. You're Wait, ch- two, two rooms. We'll just do two apiece. How much extra is it going to be for a bed? I've been on the road for a while, and let me tell you, I my back's hurting. Oh, that. Sorry, sir. That that was a joke. Yeah, I figured. All all, all the rooms come with a. It's big. It's big enough to fit two people. Uh. Unfortunately, I don't have four rooms because, you know, those soldiers over there are passing through. So we're a little tight on availability today. Oh, no worries. No worries. That's fine. That's fine. Hey, do you know where they're from? Yeah, they're uh, they're the local militia. They they do rounds. Uh, Why did I start going into Northeastern. They do their rounds. They make it through here about uh, once every four or five months. Ah, so they're keeping the whole region safe, huh? Out on patrol looking for things, huh? Yeah, they're... You know, they keep the roads free of bandits and bring... Me, plenty of money as they spend their stipends here, which I guess is money I pay in taxes. Oh, it's. Ah, you know how that works. Yeah, yeah. Looks like uh, doing a bang up job. All these, uh, see all these boards on these doors. Ah, yes, the great circle of commerce. Yeah, yeah, though. What is the deal with all those boards, though, on the doors? Uh, so notably, the only building y'all saw with board, like boards, boards on the doors. Oh, was I thought you said that. Okay, I thought you said that. Like the whole town boarded up. Uh, the town doors are barred. I, I they put the good locks on. Gotcha. I, okay, I misunderstood that then. So I, I don't no think Ben would have said that exactly like that. 
Probably Why just y'all lock like, y'all's doors around here? Yeah, like, wow, this is a sketchy neighborhood. Um, yeah. Uh, well, how, how much for how much for the rooms? Uh, three three gold a piece. Okay. Um, he'll cough up his three gold and uh, ask, uh, "What's uh, what's the deal with that church there? See, it's all boarded up." <laughs> Three gold? Yeah, and that for, includes... For rooms for... How long? Uh, for the night, and that includes two meals and two drinks with it. I was getting there, but... Is there is there a problem, sir? No, 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 no. There's no problem. I was just uh, I was just a little concerned that maybe you might be trying to turn one over on us, you know, us being uh, out-of-towners and all that. He just kind of smiles to him. I gotta, um, I gotta look out for my pals here, you know? Some of them just, uh... I'll just give money to anyone, you know? <laughs> Your rooms are overpriced, bro. Roll me a diplomacy. Brendan. Um, so Cody, I don't know if you you'd really check it out, but that is actually quite expensive in the system where it might be normal in like a uh five E. Yeah. Is three gold like a week's pay? Yeah, basically like the whole system, they didn't want it to like the gold inflation to get to like the craziness it does in previous TD versions where you get to like 10th level and you're just swimming in like 30,000 gold and like you're basically living, you know, so far like separated from the reality of the average like person. Yeah, probably like five silver would be a little more like realistic so like at level five we've got our few pieces of gear and it gives us 50 gold total so anyways not not to totally throw you off track i just uh i rolled a 27 i mean i rolled a 16 but i'm i'm very good at talking yeah uh the the innkeeper starts to stumble over themselves. Oh no, no, I I would never. You, I'm where where is my hospitality? I know these these are my last three rooms, but let me let's uh let's cut it. Let's see, carry the one. I tell you what, you give me a story, and I will give you the rooms. For five silver apiece. He says with a kind of shit eating grin, like you you might have caught him, but it wasn't obvious enough to say for sure that he was trying to rip you off. All right, that sounds that sounds fantastic. Yeah, let me just uh, uh get into the sacred sidebar here with my with my compatriots, and Red's gonna kind of like kneel down like with everyone else and just be like, "Okay, he can't hear us in the sacred sidebar." <laughs> uh, who who wants to tell a story? I don't know. I guess I I can if you don't 
if, if you're not feeling like it, but happy to let you tell one. I'm not very good at storytelling, so I will leave that up to one of you guys. Buckle, do you have any cool stories? There once was a young man from Nantucket who went down to a well in a bucket. The last words he spoke before the rope broke were, asshole, you bugger, you suck it. I like it. We should tell that one. I like it. This is this is gold. The bartender leaning, like squatting down in the circle next to Brendan, uh, next to Red, just starts laughing. <laughs> it's been so long since I heard that one. The rules of the sacred sidebar apply in places that aren't bars. This is still under my jurisdiction as a bar inside a tavern. Edwin just kind of laughs and claps him on the, the back, like, yep. So, what was that? Was that fantastic limerick good enough for you, or do we have to dig deeper to get that discount? No, no, that was... It got a chuckle. That counts. So, 15 silver pieces. Um... Yeah, Dwin retracts his three gold pieces and digs around and pulls out his uh, couple silver. It seems that he was pretty much ready to just cough up three gold. I'll, I'll get I'll get us all the next in chums. All right, now that business has been concluded, I think that it's about time that we get down to business as it should be. He paid for one room, correct? No, he paid for all three. He paid for all three? Yeah. Okay. Yep, got all three. Uh, So I guess that Red is going to, I guess, get the key for whatever room that he's staying in or whoever that he's bunking with. It it does not matter to him. Uh, He is... He is a chill enough dude that it's like, oh, am I sleeping next to... Uh, any of you three? Yeah, sure, whatever. Doesn't matter. Like, you know, we were literally out on the road sleeping, like, next to each other in shifts before. Um, But once that he's all settled, he's going to kind of start um, hanging around the bar, getting a, uh, getting a drink of, uh, he asks for a mug, but just asks for water. And basically just kind of like hanging around and trying to listen in on the lo- on the local hot goss. Yeah, uh, so you hear mutterings and mumblings. Uh, people getting too loud. <laughs> you remember that spider we killed in the dungeon two days ago? I can still taste it. Disgusting. Uh, someone said there were dogs loose. Do y'all do you hear anything about that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, uh, old man Faraday got run off a couple days ago by dogs, didn't he? Yeah, but they said there were dogs, but you know, he's uh. Sometimes the old man wanders. Uh, you hear from across the room one of the soldiers talking to the others. Uh, 
Did you have a weird dream last night? Oh, dude, it was the worst. It was, it's like getting, uh, like, like you were being unraveled like a ribbon. Yeah, and then, and then they tied you in. Bro, do we have the same dream? We need to stop taking those mushrooms off the side of the road. And there's your daily dose of hot goss. That was indeed some hot goss. Shared dreams, dogs, mushrooms. Uh, old man fair day. Old man fair day. Might have been dogs. Wild dogs. So we, uh, the bartender's leaning on the bar as y'all are sitting down with your drinks. We don't get, uh, too many strangers out here. Y'all in town looking for something or heading over to the mountain? So I have a question for you. Did we get, we didn't get like a summons here. Did, did like someone send us or are we kind of like, I don't know. One of us heard a rumor about something out here that led us out here. Uh, yeah, y'all got a, uh, summons from the order of Desna. Uh, one of your fellow hunters, uh, was passing through this area. Uh, and you know, standard protocol is to report, each town you stop in. Uh, he reported this town, but didn't make it to the next. Ah, right. Uh, did we have a name for that guy? I did. It's a totally good one. Cool. All right. So we're missing Bob. All right. So sad to see you go, Benjamin Javovathy. <laughs> oh, man. First name to pop up on the fantasy name generator. Eadward. E-A-D-W-H-E-A-R-D. Uh, I'm just writing Eid. Edward. We're saying Edward? Uh, yeah. We'll go with right. Edward. I can live with that. Sounds pronounceable. <laughs> yeah, um, we've actually been looking for a member of our order, and, uh, Dwin will pull out this kind of leather little piece of leather thingy on a cord from under his, like, inside of his shirt or whatever that's got this sigil of their uh, Order of Desna imprinted on it. Um, pa- pass through here is the last we, we heard of him. You uh, heard anything about, about this fellow? Oh, yeah. He, uh, he came in... Uh... Four nights ago, I uh, tried pulling the badge to get a order discount. Said something about y'all hunt the things that y'all things go bump in the night and y'all bump back. Uh, yeah, I think he he came in. He stayed the night. Uh, left his key in the room, which was. You know, most people bring it back because then I don't have to go hunt me down, but. Right, right. What what room was that? It's not one of our rooms, is it? Uh, let's see, which room was it? 
No, no. Uh, one of the soldiers are staying in the room he was in. You're across the hall, though. All right. Uh, if you leave anything else in that room, I'm sorry that uh left the key like that. Oh uh, yeah, he he left this. Uh, and then he pulls out a uh, what looks like a journal with the same markings as your badge. Ah, he left left this. Um, I figure you'll work for the same company if that's a. Uh, yeah, I can take You're that. You're probably the best hands. chance to get it to him. Yeah, we'll we'll get it back to him. Uh so we'll just Um Cool. Uh th- thanks for your help, friend, and I, I tip him uh uh three silver. Uh, much appreciated, sir. Man of fine tastes. I do try, I do try. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go take a seat. Uh, yeah. And he he goes to to take a seat while I almost said John. Um, while Red and the others are uh, doing what they do to kind of flip through this journal and see what's there, but you can definitely swap to someone else's scene. Yeah. Uh, what is Sandora doing right now? At the bar, trying to order a drink while lamenting about how she'd rather be at home than paying to sleep on some cruddy bed. Yeah, but have you tried the bed? Doesn't matter. It's not my bed. That's part of the... Experience that's why people pay is because I've got nice bets. Yes, but it's not my bet. Well, you don't have to stay in it. Well, according to the signs outside, I actually do. No, no. The signs outside say that the doors get locked. They didn't say what side of the door you had to be on. Where's that drink at? It's waiting for you in your room already, ma'am. Marvelous. And she'll go up to her room. Marvelous. As you enter your room, uh, you see waiting on the nightstand for you uh, next to a candle that is burning with the familiar apple grove scent of home. Is a hot cup of what was Pori's favorite tea. Uh, roll me a will save. 25. Good, good. Ooh, less good. Uh, as you look from the cup to the candle to the window that is now reflecting the room back at you because the darkness outside has fallen. Uh, You see in the reflection over your shoulder that not only is a cup of Pori's favorite tea there, uh, so is Pori. 
your friend who went fishing one day and never came back. Vomiting water. Well, more like coughing up water. Over your shoulder, barely recognizable due to the bloat of his corpse. Without hesitation, Sundara will reach into our pouch and just throw a handful of herbs at him. Uh, herbs that were collected from her home mountain range. Uh, as you throw the herbs over your shoulder at the visage, it disappears into the night, leaving you alone in your room with your warm cup of tea. Uh, how is Corey getting along down in the main room of the tavern? Um, I would imagine Corey had found a spot probably probably either at the bar or at a table after getting like a, a mug of water nothing, or like not ale or alcoholic and is just uh watching the scene looking for anything uh out of the ordinary and then also kind of seeing if there's any signs of either warding or protection other than the boarded up or places that they board up the uh windows and doors uh yeah go ahead and roll me a uh perception check for that 22. 22. Uh, yeah, with your, with Corey's specialty in wards, uh, you do notice a ward that is meant for base level protection. Uh, you notice one on the hearth that's meant to contain the fire. Uh, one on the door that reinforces it. Uh, and one on the ceiling that looks oddly familiar. It looks like a one you've practiced a lot. Like one developed by your family. As your eyes uh pass around the tavern. Uh, you notice a few more wards, but nothing really out of the ordinary. Or not as far out of the ordinary as your familial room being used to ward this tavern. Okay. Uh, as you're looking around, uh, one of the soldiers from the group kind of stumbles over and dogs are barking. Uh, one of the soldiers stumbles over and like trying to be smooth and rests his elbow on the bar, kind of nudges his shoulder against your shoulder. Like, he's trying to get intimately close, but the alcohol has his depth perception so far off that he's actually bumping into you. So, you're one of those 
healing types. My soldier over there, he got into a little tussle with a spider the other day. He says scars are cool. You look like you've seen plenty of scars. What do you think? Uh, Corey's going to kind of narrow her eyes at him, put a finger on his, like, chest or shoulder or whatever's, like, leaning on her, and just kind of slowly push him back. And if he, like, if there's a chair there, she'll kind of, like, push him to sit into the chair so he's not, like, on her or in her bubble. And then she'll kind of look over to the, uh, person that he's referring to does it look like it's a wound or a scar um the guy that he's referring to is uh standing over with a couple of the other soldiers like pulling in the process of pulling open his blouse and you can see uh it's not a well kept for wound like they don't have a uh, cleric or any type of healer with their detachment, and they probably didn't do the best job at cleaning and dressing. And so it's not—it's not a healed-up scar. It's an actual wound that looks like it's probably going to get infected and looks gross. Yeah, like the guy's probably not making it to the next town, but he doesn't know it. Okay. Um, after seeing the wound, uh, he will stand and kind of look to the person that was just leaning on her and is now, like, out of her bubble. I will happily take a look at what's going on with your friend. Yeah, so you're going to fix this scar, which means they're not cool. That Take his bread and rice away, and I'll buy you a drink. That is not a scar. That is an open wound that needs to be cleaned properly. You saying I didn't do a good enough job as the daily designated doctor? Uh, does he look like if I uh, tell him he basically sucked at his job that he might uh, get a little aggressive? I don't know. Okay. Um... She'll kind of look over to him, uh, look over to the friend, look back to this gentleman in front of her. I'm not saying you didn't do a good enough job. I'm saying you didn't do a great job. Give me one second. My food just showed up. Yeah, food. <laughs> uh, Cody. Yeah, you want to look at that book while we're waiting? Uh, yeah, but I, I'm also thinking I might do something if I'm observing that from across the room. Gotcha. Um, but yeah. we can start with the journal if that if that's easier. Uh, yeah, we can. Like the journal will be a quick thing that we can hit while before she gets back, probably. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Oh, she just got back. Oh, uh, well, we can do well, that. Well, We'll, we'll hit it real quick. Uh, you open the journal and flip through the pages. Uh, it's 
Yeah, like I'm looking for last entries for sure. Yeah, yeah. Everything you see is your standard travel log. Uh, Final entry uh, is something bumped outside the window. Going to check it out. Okay. Uh, what does the last date correspond to? Um, the like four days ago or whatever. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, as for the the conversation happening on the other side of the room, um, can I do a perception check to kind of get a sense for what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, not amazing. Nine plus twelve, so twenty-one. He's coming. I expect you to roll to take a little more time. Uh, yeah, with the twenty-one, uh, it's. I a just rolled a hard. roll dice. Yeah. Uh, it's a little harder to. Little hard to I, make. Like, out. I'm not trying to get the exact words. I'm just trying to get like a sense of like. Um, are they making my friend uncomfortable? Uh, you get a vibe that he is definitely inebriated, uh, invading personal space and, uh, more comfortable than a stranger should be. Uh, but to tell you if he's making your friend uncomfortable would be up to that character's body language. So Brit. Would your body language show your partner across the room that this guy's giving you trouble? Uh, her her body language doesn't necessarily show. Uh, Corey's body language doesn't necessarily show that she's uncomfortable, but she does seem a bit. I don't know, annoyed if that's the right word. Like you can tell that she's not happy that he was just, like, leaning all over her and stuff. And you probably saw her, like, take her finger and just, like, push him away Mm -hmm. steadily to get him, like, out of her face and such. So, I wouldn't say that she's, you know, uncomfortable because this dude might be hitting on her, but she's definitely, like, you're in my bubble and I don't know you type of feeling. So, Cody, what what, um, Dwayne is going to do... He's going to cast message to the uh, the guy that's kind of poking at her. Um, so targets one creature. Um, you mouth words quietly, but instead of coming out of your mouth, they're transferred directly to the ears of the target. Uh, others can't hear the words any better than if you normally mouth them. Target can hear the words as if they were standing next to you. Um, target can get a, a brief response as a reaction or as a free action on their next turn if they wish, but they must be able to see you and within range to do so. If they respond, their response is delivered directly to your ear, just like the original message. So, I would like to, uh, <laughs> I would like to tell him to go to bed, but I'm going to do it in Draconic. Uh, he looks around from across the room and him being occupied and drunk as he is he sees nothing of 
of me kind of just mouthing the words and doing a little hand gesture for the spell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he looks around. He's boys. There's 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 a there's a dragon in my head. I think I should go to sleep. And with that, he returns to looking at the journals. Pretty sure he derailed the uh, the line of thought that was happening. All right. So, uh, what's Corey doing? Um, I guess after the guy says, you know, I should go to sleep, he will uh, just like a like a normal human sized man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a plain old human. Alright, she will uh, just pat him on the arm because she had just stood up. She would just kind of pat him on the arm like a there-there kind of gesture and say, have a good night. And then walk over to the person that she was pointed towards. So anyways, I'm fighting the spider, right? And it just... Three legs... Three whole ass legs, right, right in. Must have missed my heart by like inches. So I got its three legs, and I just look up at it and I say, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, not today, spider. Not today." And then chop them off. Oh, hey. We, uh, we, we got, we got a, the, you know that, uh, oh man, Tony, uh, Tony sent you, didn't he? Uh, he looks kind of concerned over at his friend who is passed out in the chair next to where you were. Uh, she's, she'll look over at the person passed out in the chair. And then back to the gentleman that was telling the story. Um, in a way, he said that you had a cool scar. And she kind of like gestures with a concerned look at his wound. Oh, yeah, it's wild how this, uh, this, this thing, like, I got it yesterday, but it healed so fast. Like, it's, it's just just a scar now you you want to see and he pulls open his shirt and there is definitely not a healed up wound uh the bandage is definitely being bled through currently i heard you think scars are cool and i do not wish to burst that bubble of yours Would you like me to tend to your wound, but ensure you will still have a cool scar? Uh, She's definitely trying to, like, dance around her words to say, let me fix you. I'll make sure you'll still have a story scar. But it is just a scar. Like, I told you, it healed up, like, I don't know if it's sleeping in this inn or what it is, but we took a nap. It healed up. 
no more wound, just a scar. And Cody, just just to confirm, I did hear you right. You said it still looks like a pretty nasty wound, right? Oh yeah, like it could use several stitches and got none. Got you. Um, she's going to look at him and like kind of cock her head to the side, a little confused. Right. So if it's just a scar, it shouldn't hurt when I do this. And she's just going to, like, poke next to it, but in, like, a tender spot. Not even with a lot of pressure, just enough that he feels it and knows it hurts. Uh, as you poke, you feel the skin give more than it should. Like, there is some sort of uh, necrotization going on underneath the bandage. Uh, and he doesn't react. He's like, hey, you you know where I'm from poking somebody in the chest like that means you want to fight. And you you, uh, you don't seem like the person who likes fighting. Uh, she's just gonna put her hands up in like an apologetic way and then take a step back. I'm sorry, I did not mean to give you that inclination that I wanted to fight. I just... Your scar concerns me more than most scars I have seen. Um, uh, you said it was kind of like squishy and stuff. I don't, I don't think there's fixing that without like magical means. Yeah, like you poked it and it made the sound of poking slime in a container. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ugh. Does it look? Like it's more so on the inside though, and it's not like oozing everywhere. Um, if he didn't have a bandage covering his chest, uh, it would probably be everywhere. Gotcha. Dude is incubating an ooze monster. I don't know how to approach the situation if he clearly doesn't see what I'm seeing. <laughs> Alchemist's fire. <laughs> just cauterize him. Like, I just... I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm not sure how to approach this. Um, you did see yeah. that there are runes that would keep the tavern from burning down if you threw Alchemist's fire at the guy. I, I, you you got me stumped here. Well, I don't have to fix everything. Hey, I mean, yeah, you're... she's just gonna. Uh, Corey is going to kind of steeple her fingers together, look at the gentleman, kind of give him a, a polite like half bow. I apologize if I uh, troubled you. Um. Enjoy your stories and your, and she's going to say it very, with, with very heavy sarcasm, uh, cool scar. And she's just going to walk over and like, go sit down next to Dwin or like at the table that Dwin's at and just kind of like sigh heavily. What <laughs> uh, about... What's what's red doing while all this is going down? 
Uh, Red has just been kind of uh, hanging out with people. Like I said before, he's just been uh, in talking with people. I don't want to say necessarily encouraging like people to like chat with him, but just kind of like going up and doing that thing that you do where that you like chat with you, where you make small talk and then you just keep asking people questions about themselves or about things that they know uh, because it's it's one of those weird like uh, human psychological things where that if I ask you to tell me about yourself, you like kind of want to. Like you're excited that someone is interested in you. So like Red's been kind of leveraging that to just kind of be like, oh, yeah. So what's going on here? Oh, that's so interesting. And that's kind of how that he got all the all the gossip before. Uh, and then I think that once it, that is all done, uh, he probably heads back to the table with uh, with Dwin and uh, Corey and just kind of goes. Huh. So I take it that uh, Sandra uh, call, called it an early day then, huh? Really needed that bed rest, huh? Uh, what was the deal with those soldiers over there, Corey? You seemed very, very interested. You had to ask me right when I ate a fucking chicken nugget. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, Get them nugs. Mm-hmm. I was trying to. Then you had to talk to me. How dare you? She's just going to kind of gesture offhandedly at the gentleman, but not looking in their direction because it's going to, like, not actually trigger her, but it's going to trigger her. Um, one of the gentlemen over there has a very nasty concern with a wound on his chest, a concerning wound on his chest that I don't think he is going to survive, but he seems to be convinced that it is just a scar that's been healed, and he has no pain. Um, he's a bit squishier there than humans should be, or most people. And she says squishier in a very, like, disgusted way. Ugh. Well, that's certainly no good. Uh, uh, Master Dwin, do you do you have any idea of what this could be? Uh, obviously, this is not normal if someone's body is squishy. Ugh. He he asks, uh, "Is was it spongy? More like a." blistery kind of filled with a liquid feel have you ever touched an infected spider bite oh all right it 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 was from a spider bite he claimed to have fought a giant spider yes so i would assume it was a bite would make sense um so what sort of check would you like me to make, Cody, to see basically like one kind of in a general sense? Does that correlate like is that stacking up with like a poison poison of some sort from a spider wound um, versus I, any other sort of generalized thing? 
I could also do a medicine check to give you all the details since I was like right there and like. Oh yeah, that'd be it. awesome. <laughs> uh, would that work, Cody? If I did a medicine check to be able to give him all the like nitty gritty details of all of that. Yeah, if you do a medicine check, I'll give him a uh, plus two on his nature check. Coo coo coo. My medicine check. It's going to be off the chart. 25. Sick. Yeah, so, yeah, like you can take a plus two on your nature check. All right. Well, I got a flat 12, so make that 14 plus 10, so 24. Uh, uh, I was actually going to ask, um, is, is he doing this by, like, searching through his books? Uh, probably some of that, yeah. Okay, um, we've worked together for a while. I would ask, uh, I, Red would just kind of go, ah, well, you look through that book. I'd like to, I'll, I'll help you by looking through this other book of yours to help out. Uh, and Cody, I would like to use my ancestry feat of cooperative nature uh, by assisting him to give a plus four circumstance bonus to uh, checks to aid. Would that work? Um, yeah, I think... Aid still just adds plus two, right? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how that feat specifically works, but a basic aid check adds a plus two, yes. Yes, yeah, and I think cooperative nature lets me do a plus four. That said, they, they probably don't stack. Ah, okay. I mean, if you want to take his help instead of mine. I, I think narratively, uh, her help makes more sense. You know, she's describing the wound. Yeah, and cooperative nature gives you a plus four on your check to aid. So oh, like, okay. Your roll to see if you add plus two or not has a plus four on it. Okay. Cool, cool. We're learning. Yeah. Um. So yeah, overall a twenty-four nature for you. Uh. Yeah. Which twenty-four passed anyway. So even if it did add four. You could add one, and he'd still he still passed. Uh, yeah, you've you know a little something about uh, they're called crypt crawlers. Uh, they are uh large sized spiders, about the size of a horse. Wow. Uh, if one gets a particularly nasty, uh piercing attack on you. Uh, it can get infected and turn out the way that Corey is describing. Okay. So with that knowledge, my assumption would be that left untended, this guy's fucking dead, right? Oh yeah, if uh, if somebody doesn't heal him, he's uh Okay. More more importantly to Dwin at the moment, there's no indication that once they die, they like come back as a zombie or something, right? Right. Okay. Um Yeah, that, that sounds nasty, all right. Maybe maybe one of them uh what was they called? Crypt dwellers, crypt somethings? Uh crypt crawlers. Crypt crawlers. Uh Maybe one of them crypt crawlers or some other big spider uh, 
Oh, that's going to be a nasty way to go, but uh, at least he won't be coming back as some something we got to deal with afterwards. Shame for him, but, you know, we all make our choices. Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not leave a review or tell a friend about us? It helps get the word out about the work we put into this show. If you wanted to ask us any questions, you can contact us through Twitter at a pair of dice lost or email at a pair of dice lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this game is Horrorific by Kevin McLeod, used under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, remember to refresh those hero points. <laughs>